0: Turn your Bibles this this evening. I want you to go back to where we were this morning there in the 42nd chapter of Job. We're going to be right in the same place. And I really didn't talk that much this morning about restore. I got on the side of uh, the captivity and felt like that's where I was supposed to be this morning. And so I, I, I really didn't have two sermons worth of material here i got about a sermon and a half and so i gave you the first one this morning i'll give you half of one tonight and but it's still it's still worth listening to and it's still really good and uh i mean i don't know if it's really good the the scripture is really good that's what i mean i don't know how good the sermon is but, I, but the scripture is good and this the in the, the what it tells us is good so let's all stand in honor god's word we're going to begin with the seventh verse Let's actually, let's go down to verse 10, and we're going to go, we're going to stop, we're starting there where Job has, Job has looked up, he's looked up from where he's at, and he is seeing others, and we talked about it this morning, but Job does not pray for himself, he does not pray that, that uh, God would help him in his situation, he doesn't pray that God would change anything in his situation, he prays for his friends, and this is what happened. And the Lord turned the captivity... And I'm I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job and restored his fortunes when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before. And they ate bread with him in his house. And they sympathized with him... And comforted him over all the distressing calamities that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money and every man an earring of gold. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and a 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters, which is what he had to begin with. That's the amount of children that he had to begin with. And so we're going to talk about how God restored him. So let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word, God. You're so good to us. And uh, just help us tonight to just kind of look again at this word and to see what you might want to do in our own lives. And, Father, help us to be willing to let you restore us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I told you this morning... If you look up the word restore, it says to bring back to original condition. And like we talked about this morning, Job is not restored back to original. He is restored back to original condition. Which means that Job didn't get the things that he lost. He didn't get those exact things back. But he was brought back to original condition. And sometimes... We don't want original condition, we want original. We don't want restoration, we want things the way that it was before and we want things just like they were before destruction started because that's the way we like it, because that's the way we knew it and, and, we, used, and we were certain about those things and, and the way things were and we were comfortable with that and so we don't want to be brought back to original condition we want to be brought back to original, and uh, I don't like change, and when I get used to something, if I like it, I want it to be that way, and we're all that way. I, my wife, yesterday, we came home from Branson, and I've got my, my neighbor feeds my dogs when I'm gone, and I leave my buckets and exactly where I want them and there's ways that I shut the gates and I come back and he takes care of everything everything is taken care of and he cleans everything and he feeds everything and everything gets water but all my buckets are moved around and all my, all my water dishes are in the wrong place and I had, I had to look all over the place to find two buckets I don't know where I don't know why he moved them around I told Cindy I said he's taking two buckets I could not find them anywhere and she goes Brian why would he take two buckets? And I was like, well, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, why would you steal plastic buckets? Well, I've turned. they were on the front porch. I don't know what they were doing on the front porch, but they're on the front porch. So anyway, but I like things this way. You know what I mean? And we get used to things, and we, and we just get used to the way things are, and we don't want, we don't want to go, we don't, and, if, and if something messes that up, We don't want to go back to original condition. We want to go back to original. And we have to understand that that is not restoration. Back to exactly like original is not restoration. God does not say, I'm going to bring you back to original. He says, I'm going to bring you back to your original condition. And if you restore a car or uh, anything like that, it is never original. And people say, oh, we restored it back to original. Well, most of the time it doesn't have the same parts in it. Lots of times if you restore a car, you have to cut out all the rust and you have to put in aftermarket metal. And there'll be aftermarket, you know, I got this steering wheel off of this, or I got a wheel off of here, or I bought an aftermarket thing to put on there or whatever. And people say, Well, it's original. No, it's not. It's like original, it's original condition. But those are not the original parts because destruction has happened. The car has rusted. The paint has come off. The wheels are no good. The tires have got dry rod in them. You've had to replace. It is original condition, but it's not original. We've been going through this uh, silly house that we have, and this old house, and we're trying to finish it. And I want you to know that it is going to be back to original condition, but it is not original. I have hauled pickup load after pickup load of lumber out of that thing and pulled up everything out of it and, and just a mess. Me and Mike Deal have, it's been a disaster. We tried to figure out the best way to take the whole floor out of one thing and we burned up a, saw blades and done this and that. And I mean, nothing in that house there's a little bit of it that's original but not much most of it is aftermarket and uh, it looks like an old house I had uh, I don't know many of you know Kurt Graybill and I don't know if it was a I don't know if it was a compliment or a backhanded uh, what, what would you call that A backhanded compliment he walked in my house and he looks around and he goes you did a really good job of making this look old I was like, thanks, I think. So anyway, but it's, it's not original. It's original condition. But I couldn't, st- I couldn't use the original stuff because original stuff wasn't no good. The floor joists were spongy and the, and the floor was all nasty and you couldn't, you couldn't use it. And so it is back to original condition, but, but we had to put new stuff in. And God comes into Job's life And he restores him back to original, but he doesn't have the same pieces of his life that he had before. He doesn't have any of the same camels. He ain't got any of the same donkeys. He ain't got any of the same oxen. He doesn't have any of the same kids. That part that was lost in destruction will be gone. And we don't like it, and we don't like to deal with it. But the truth of the matter is, when restoration happens... It's because there's been a loss. And sometimes we get to thinking about what we lost and we forget that God's got something new for us. And it doesn't mean that we, that we have to say, well, I didn't like the old. We can like the old. But we have to be able to accept the new that God wants to do for us. So restored is not original. It, it means that we bring it back to original con- condition. And when God restores us, When God restores our life, I want you to listen to this because this is really good theology that we have here in Job. He wants to bring us back to our original condition. Well, what was our original condition? The original condition of man was man was created in the image of God, and man was created to image God. Man, for a while, did not sin. Man was in a right relationship with God. Man did not want to to, uh, sin. Man wanted to do what God wanted him to do. And I don't know how long that Adam and Eve lived in that state, but they were there for a while. And the Word says that God wants to get us back to original condition. To get us back to that place where we are in a right relationship with God to where my wants are not to do what I want to do, because that's the sin nature. The Word says, and we are a holiness denomination, the Word says that through the power of the Holy Spirit that my sin nature can be removed, to where I don't want to sin, but I want to do what God wants me to do. It doesn't mean that I can't sin, but it means that I don't want to anymore. We are brought back to that original condition. And if you look in the Old Testament and you read some of the writings of those who are in the Old Testament, David understands that he needs restoration. If you go to Psalms 51, verse 10, David writes, he says, I need a new heart. I need to be restored. My old heart will not let me do what I need to do. My old heart is sinful. My old heart, if I've got two choices, my old heart wants to go this way. And he says, don't... He doesn't say, I think it's so interesting, because David has not heard the message of holiness yet. David does not understand what's going to happen with Jesus. He doesn't understand the Holy Spirit. Maybe he understands some of it. But he's just writing from his own heart. And he doesn't say, I need to have a clean heart. He doesn't say, come in and wash my heart. He says, create in me a new heart. He says, create in me a clean heart. He doesn't say, wash the old heart I got let's do some uh, renovation. He says, I need restoration. I need a new heart. I need to be brought back. I need my heart to be brought back to original condition. That means I need the old one taken out and I need a new, creating me a new heart. And we believe that when, when we are saved, that God creates in us a new heart. He, and we believe that he gives us a new mind. He gives us new ways of thinking about things. He he doesn't just say, oh, you know what? I'll just take your old mind and I'll just help you a little bit with that. He says, I'll give you a new mind. I'll give you my mind. I'll give you my heart. I'll give you my way of thinking. And so when we talk about restoration, when we come to the altar and repent, God says, I'm trying to bring you back. I'm trying to restore you back to original condition. I'm not trying to take the old and make it new. I'm going to have to put some new parts in you. I'm going to create in you a new heart. I'm going to create in you a new way of thinking. And he says that that is restoration. And that's what God seeks to do in our life. And when, when the writer is writing about this in Job, I think it's just fascinating that this theology is in this last verse. I mean, in this last chapter. And in order for us to be changed and restored, we have to allow God to put some new parts in us. Restoration may look different than what you thought it would be. Uh, Like I said earlier, Job did not get any of the same kids back, he got seven new boys and three new girls. And those were not meant to take the place. He he didn't get the ones back that he lost. They didn't take the place of the ones that he lost. He didn't forget about his first kids. I think it's really interesting. Job is turned from his captivity. He's restored back to his fortunes. But what does it say? It says that they came, they sympathized with him, and they comforted him over all his distresses and calamities. Did Job still need comfort? Yes. Was Job... Was Job restored? Yes. Was Job still dealing with the loss that he had? Yes. Did Job need his friends to come alongside of him? Yes. We need each other. When someone's going through restoration, God can do a work in them. God can put a change in them. God can put a new heart in them. God can restore. God can restore them back to where they need to be. But they still need the family around them. To come alongside of him and say, hey, we're still with you. We're still with you. We're alongside of you. We want to help you there. And so Job did not forget his first family. God restored him. But I think sometimes God surprises us. Uh, the things that he, I think sometimes we think, you know, I just want things back the way they were. And I think God will give us back things that are different. Different than they were before like I said he didn't get the same camels he didn't get the same donkeys and I believe that God seeks to restore us as a church I think God wants to restore us I think God has some restoration to do in our church but it will not look like it did before we are having new people come nearly every Sunday and they're not the same people that used to come to church here there's going to be different the restoration that God does is going to be different people and they're going to have different personalities. And they're going to have different families. And the church, in order for it to be restored, will be different. It doesn't mean that it's better. It doesn't mean that it's worse. It just means that it's different. And in order for restoration to come, new has to come in. And God is doing that. We have a lady that we have been inviting to church. And, and uh, she started coming to church. And now she's bringing her family. Last Sunday night, her family was bringing family. They had a whole table of people there. And God is working. And they're, they're, they're people that have never gone to church here before. They're, they're completely new to, to the church of the Nazarene, to this church, to this body. And God is using people like that to restore us to what we need to be. Are they different than the people that we used to have here? Absolutely. Do we like the people that used to be here? Yes. But restoration happens when new comes in. And that's how God works with us. Is it different? Yeah. But is it restoration? Absolutely. People with new stories, with new backgrounds. And lots of times we say, well, I like the old. I like the way things are. Restoration always brings in new. Can you imagine Job when he had started having different kids started having seven kids he had seven boys and three girls can you i bet i bet i'm sure there were times when he said "Boy, i remember my other boys i remember my other daughters i remember them but he the new is what brought him restoration and so we can go back and and love what we had but new is what brings restoration that doesn't mean we can't miss the old way and uh but it's written, new is where respiration with perspiration, res, respiration, restoration, restoration comes from, and uh, sometimes it's hard to imagine and hard to see, but after a great time of loss and a great time of calamity, listen to this: Job was restored to a position of better than before. And I read a bunch of, uh, I read a bunch of, of books about this and, and uh, commentaries about it. And it says that Job was better materially. Obviously, we see that. But it says that when Job got done through the calamity, when Job got through the destruction, when Job got through all of that and restoration took place, it says that Job was better spiritually than he was at the beginning. And if you ask people, and sometimes on Wednesday night we talk about things like this, and it's just us, and there's not very many people around. We say, when was the time that God did the most miraculous thing in your life? When is the time that you felt God closer to you than any other time in your life? And inevitably, people will say and start talking about the darkest times of their life was when God was there closest. I remember when God was there when we were going through this, and I remember God was there when we were going through this. Most of the time when things are going really good, we just you know, we just sail on through it. But it's those times when we have to make hard decisions. When we have things that we wanted one way, but then God says, oh, I want you to go another way. And, and there's uh, uh, separation or, or things like that. And, and we have to leave what was comfortable and go to something that's not so comfortable. But it's those times that we go back to and says, God was closer to me there than he was anywhere. And that's what restoration is about. And I just want us to, over the next... Next week, we're going to be talking about reclaim, and, it's, and here's the deal. This doesn't mean that when we, when we started talking about restor, restoration, it doesn't mean that, oh, well, God's going to make me rich. God's going to make everything better. God's going to make everything the way that it was or better than it was before. It doesn't mean that it's going to be better materially. But when you get on the other side of restoration, you will be closer to God than you were before. And I promise you that. I promise you that. I want you to be praying this week. I, I, I believe that God has been helping us as we've gone through and talked about revival. I believe that he helped us this morning as we talked about uh, restoration. And uh, we've got one more word that we're going to be covering next week, reclaim. And I believe that God has a message for us as the church. And so I want to encourage you to be praying this week. Uh, I'd encourage you to go into your Bible and look and see what it means to reclaim something that's been lost and see what God says about that. And if you have any good ideas, let me know because I don't have a sermon yet for Sunday so if you can help me out, no. Uh, the Lord will show us. The Lord will show us. But I believe that God is helping. I believe that God is speaking and, and moving. And so I want to encourage you to let, if, if you are in the place that we talked about this morning, I want to encourage you this week when we are in this place where we need restoration, what do we usually do? We pray for ourselves. Because we're in the middle of it. We're in, the, we're in the middle. We're in the middle. I want to encourage you this week to try to find someone that, I can pr- that you can pray for other than yourself. Say, who is needing prayer other than me? Because when we're in it, it's easy. And, and I, I'm just telling you, when I wake up in the middle of the night, And I need to pray. First person I pray for is me. And I'm just, because that's what I think of. I think of all the things we've got going. And I'm telling you, this week, the Word has challenged me to pray out. To pray out. And the Word says when we pray out, that restoration happens. So this week, I want to challenge you to pray out. Some of you have some challenging things going on in your life. And you need to be praying for yourself. But I want to encourage you to try to have the ability to look up over that and pray out. Let's all stand. Father, we love you and thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Father, help us to accept the restoration that you bring in our lives. Father, it will never be original. We can be brought back to original condition, but we're never brought back to the way that it was before. And Father, help us to accept the new things that you place in our lives. The new things that you use to restore us with. And Father, I pray that you would help us as a church. And I pray that you would bring restoration to us. Father, help us to look outward. Help us to look over ourselves and to look to others, Father. And the Word says, and Father, we're standing on it, that when we look and pray and, and look to others, that restoration happens. So, Father, I pray that that would happen today in your church. Father, help us as we study Reclaim, Father. I pray that you would uh, just come and speak into our hearts through that as well. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. You are dismissed.